Hello and welcome to the Fence End podcast. Uh, right, a bit of a uh, a bit of an exciting one today. We have like football free media output royalty on the pod. Um, <laughs> so I'll introduce the sort of the the muggles, the the fence enders. So uh, we got Paul. Hello, Paul. Hello. Uh, Simon. Hello, Simon. Hello. And Fraser. Hello, Fraser. Hi. And then we have it like. Some people may have followed him for a long time. Um, if you haven't, you have at least from the Charlton away game. It is Ellis from away days. Hello, Ellis. Hello, hello. How are you? Uh, we're all... Well, I'm good. I haven't bothered to ask anyone else. Are you all good? <laughs> yeah, we're fine. Let's yeah. skip to the chase. Yeah, OK, cool. Uh, yeah, uh, so Fraser has this absolute hatred of the fact that when people phone up Radio Oxford after the game, they ask how, how Jerome is. Um, and... Do, like they probably care, but he's so we should say Jer- Jer- Jerome's a presenter. We should say of, the, yeah. of Radio Oxford, yeah, and he's, oh, okay. he's very good. But it, yeah. It, yeah, it's just really odd to like. Oh, all right, Jerome, how are you? And then there's this <laughs> awkward like, I'm I'm fine. Do you want to talk about something? Anyway, <laughs> we digress. Uh, so there are some rules on the fence end uh, podcast. We do have a swear jar. Um, obviously we're all over the country so what happens is if you swear I drop a pound on the side and it it makes a sound effect as if we're putting it in a a swear jar Um, but swear words are the standard ones but then also if you name the team that play at the county ground or that town then then that's double tax on that one and we're not talking about Nottingham ones no (laughs) right so anyway um, here we go Uh, Ellis, we we put it out to um, people to find out what they wanted us to ask you. Um, yeah. So uh, we got some standard. What there's James OUFC has said, come to Derby next season if it's allowed. To hmm. the Derby, it's not Derby. Uh, do, do you know what? I've read that several times and missed out the. <laughs> so <laughs> changes the whole meaning. Yeah. If um if fans are allowed back in. Will you come to the match that is between us and the team at the county ground? Um, potentially. I mean, I don't know why I've gone so high pitched there. Um, <laughs> potentially, I think I've, I've always wanted to. I always feel like when you go to a derby, it's like a neutral, or like you know, I wouldn't be a neutral. I'd be on your side, obviously. Yeah. You go in as someone that, because that game's going to sell out regardless, isn't it? So I feel like if I go, I kind of take someone else's ticket. If it doesn't sell out, then then I'd more than be happy to go. Well, I think so, the last few times yeah. we've played at home, it's sold out. When we've played away, yeah. there have been seats in their end, um, which yeah. is... I, I just don't understand it, because they have as much beef as we have. It's not like a, a Bournemouth-Southampton one, um, yeah. where one team cares and the other team doesn't. It's... yeah. Um, <laughs> So yeah, come along if you can, even if it if it does involve going to the place in Wiltshire. Um, okay. Good. That's what we like to hear. Um, uh, Rufy Roo, who is a, an avid listener, says that she's a big fan of you, um, which is nice. She hasn't really put a question, but she, I think she just wanted to to let you know. Um, Thank you for the kind words. <laughs> um, why didn't you end up supporting Norwich? Oh. Do you well, get that a lot? Well, yeah. I, I, yeah, I mean, I addressed what... So it was really weird from the outside. So I, I did a video on it, like why why I support Leeds and then a team in Portugal. Because um, it is weird. Um, basically, I support Leeds because my mum's side of the family is from Yorkshire. So 
And then the only other teams in my family were my granddad supported Liverpool and I didn't want to be a glory hunter. And then my dad supported Nottingham Forest and I didn't like the colour red when I was younger. Uh, so Good answer. Even, Good yeah, answer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That is absolutely <laughs> fine here. <laughs> and then there was either Norwich or Leeds and everyone at my school supported Norwich. So I was like, nah, she's boring. So then I just stuck with... This is like a seven-year-old's thought process, by the way. Mm-hmm. So then I... <laughs> Then I chose Leeds in the 2003-2004 season, um, and it's all been pain since. <laughs> yeah, and, until this season, you've got to have enjoyed this one. Um, it's always been weird, yeah. Yeah, they, they're like, oh, are they, are they going to scrap it? Uh, like, that must yeah. have been terrifying for you. But um, it's like the most Leeds way to go up ever. Just, it just feels like, for you guys, you if obviously the playoff final didn't go to plan, but if you would have went up, you still would have had your Wembley moment, whereas we just sort of... There was no fans there. There was fans outside Ellen Road. It was quite nice. But I always thought the way that Leeds would go up would be sort of like, almost like uh, at Ellen Road, we get promoted, like almost like a middle finger type thing to the championship. We're off. We're not coming back. Um, but it was kind of a bit underwhelming. Uh, this isn't one of their questions. Do you think the, the fact that there weren't fans in the stadium actually helped? Do you think that potentially, if you look at their last, I don't know, it, it feels like the whole time they've been in the championship, They've done really well until January and then they've dropped down and maybe it's too much pressure when all the fans are there? I think so because our fan base is very, very toxic. So you look at Patrick Bamford, I think he scored, all right, he does miss a fair few chances, but if Marcelo Bielsa backs him, he's one of the world's best managers, I think there's a reason for that. And he scored like 17 goals this season and was like a pivotal part in the system that he wanted to play. So, but like the fans hate him and the fans every week on Twitter will call him like, um, I was about to update your jar. Then they call him. They call him. They call him bad. Um, so imagine having that in a stadium. And when things don't go well at Leeds, it's magnified. So I can. I, I do see that it probably does help. Yeah, I think. Uh, the, I think all teams, uh, all football fans are fickle. Um, but yeah. uh, having roof at Oxford, who obviously uh, helped us get promotion. Then going off to Leeds, we wanted to see him do well. And then after each game, there would be a load of fans either loving him or hating him, depending on what week it was. Uh, and there was never like a, he had a decent game. It was either love or hate. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, yeah, Roof was one of my favourite players. And I'm surprised, it, I don't know if he got, he got injured at Anderlecht or something, but I'm surprised it didn't work out. Although that being said, Anderlecht had a pretty horrendous season. Um yeah, I think but, maybe uh, yeah. moving to Rangers is, you know, closer to home as well. And Yeah, I think he'll do really well there. And I want to see him do well. Like, I think if he would have stayed at Leeds, he would have got, well, he would have been promoted this season anyway. But I wanted him to stay. I think, what did we get from him? Like, eight million, something like that. Which is crazy to think, like, and like, the what, the root, root, the root, root, the root, roof took is a really admirable one. Like, taking the step down the leagues and then working his way back up. Because him, that season in League Two, he had a few guys, was just insane. Yeah, it's quite nice to look at. Um, so in in that team, there's obviously Roof, um, but Lundstrom, Bulldog, mm. uh, both obviously in the Premiership yeah. last season and, and doing really well. Uh, Jake Wright was in that squad and, and got promoted from the Championship, but was probably a bit too old. Um, so he went out on loan. Um, but to see players from that team all being sort of sensible enough to go, I'm just playing reserve matches I'm going to go somewhere around getting first team football and that's what we've got in Rob Dickey and Cameron Brannigan as well uh, which is great 
I really like Brannigan. I think Brannigan, like I've seen you guys several times. I, I think Brannigan could play Premier League football is what I get when I look in. And not to put too much negativity, I, I don't know the situation with him. I'm, I'm very much, this is a very outside point. I think you'd do well to keep him past this window. We'll see. Ooh, well, he's ooh. just signed a three-year contract. <laughs> well, you've done well. Yeah. Um, well, a, a two-year extension. So he's with us till 2023. Um, so yeah. worst case scenario, if he does go, that's, you know, some serious cash. Uh, yeah. Weirdly, I think the fact that we lost in the playoff final hit him really hard, and that's part of why he signed because he wants to put that right. Um, so he also Taylor, mentioned how yeah. how sort of how sort of happy he was that we gave him a chance, and he wants to repay that. I think that's really admirable that you know a, a kid with no real connection to the club other than he's a player, and I think we forget how players don't necessarily have much of a connection, how much we've we've loved him and he's loved us and he really wants to sort of pay that back. I think it's for a young, young man, you know, early on in his career, I think that's admirable. Yeah. I think, um, I remember, I think the reason I first came to watch you guys was because I saw that Alex Mowat was there on loan. who was my, my favorite Leeds player for a bit. And then he didn't, he didn't really apply himself very well in his loan to you from what I understand. I don't really know the ins and outs of it, but, and then I remember seeing Brannigan play. I was like, ah, he, he is very good. And I guess, is he, would you say he's like one of your most important players? I guess he is, right? It's, it's, we've, we've got quite a good skeleton through the team with like Rob Dickey, um, obviously rumoured to be going elsewhere um, this window, but we'll see if that happens. Um, but in front of him, you've got Gorin and Brannigan, uh, quite crucial, then James Henry and Matty Taylor. So I think we sort of, whenever we struggled this season, it was because um, like three or four of those were out injured at the same time. Yeah. But even if three of them were, were fit and playing, that skeleton worked really well. So I think he's definitely one of the key guys, but if he's not there, James Henry's know-how um, can help whoever is replacing him fit in uh, and we, yeah. we can get through it. I think, yeah, the dynamic of League One next season is so unique because obviously the team's coming down. Who? It's been so long. Um, who went down? <laughs> Charlton, I guess that's, they're obviously cash-strapped. Yeah, Hull Wigan and Wigan. Cash-strapped. Yeah, I mean, Hull you'd expect to be top half at least, but I think because you've still got Peterborough, you've still got Sunderland, you've got Ipswich, um, that league is going to be very competitive next season. Yeah, it'll um, be really interesting with the the salary cap, which uh, obviously Oxford didn't want. Um I think the fact that we sold a few players in the year building up to it meant that we had some capital to put in. Yeah. <laughs> so it was the worst time for that to come in for us. But I think um, for the first sort of season or two, whilst contracts are still overrunning, uh, we will we'll be able to not let that be a disadvantage. It's if we stay in League One for the next three seasons, that's when it will sort of hurt us. Yeah, but we're going to go up, so it's fine. Um, the <laughs> next sort of question on uh, Twitter is, I'm going to do the commentator thing and pronounce this wrong. Podolsky or Boyan? Or is it... Do you pronounce right. the... Oh, right, okay. I didn't know if you pronounce the J. Some languages you do, some you don't. I um, call him Bojan, but if you watched Stoke when they were in the Premier League, the commentator would annoyingly call him Bojan every two minutes. <laughs> like he's one of them players that the commentator has to say his name whenever he's on the ball. Yeah. Um, um, but yeah. basically, yeah... Side note, they were my two favourite players growing up. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. Podolski, because his left foot was ridiculously good. It's hard to say. Well, I could have just gone, oh, the next question is really good. Just Podolski, isn't it? 
and then just move yeah. on. Um, right, so someone from a, a, a different Oxford United podcast has said, what is your favourite Oxford United podcast and why is it at Manor? Now, honestly, like, we're not going to be offended. Have you ever listened to either of our podcasts? Um, hmm. No. <laughs> right, OK. <laughs> cool. In that case, we asked you to come on, so I'm guessing it's us. So it is, it is, it is you, yes. Yeah, yeah, cool. Good answer. I like the amount of research you've done into into this. Um, uh, Sorry, right. in my defence, I I work like my work is like an hour and a half away from my house at the moment, so I'm driving to work, getting back. Then it's a very stressful time for me. That's it, my excuse. Uh, someone on on Twitter has made the mistake of assuming we're all under thirty because we watch a, a YouTuber. Um, so like. <laughs> Uh, only Fraser is. The rest of us are all um, all over thirty. How annoying is it for you to turn up and and do you ever get a children's ticket? Do you ever get Arthur ID? Because you do look <laughs> a bit younger, and you you reference that in a few of your of your videos. Yeah. So when we were getting the train quite often, uh, hopefully the police aren't listening. I was getting. <laughs> they away they with... do all listen to our podcast, and they will <laughs> track you down. <laughs> Every police officer, they they, yeah. they strictly listen to it. Yeah. Um, so I was I never bought an adults train ticket. <laughs> They're all under 15s, which is it's not even. I know I save money, but it's demoralising. <laughs> uh, and like I think most if I do, I really depends because obviously you know inside it's not inside information. Most clubs just scan a ticket and you go in. Mm-hmm. But if I will buy an adults ticket if the club isn't ripping you off. Then I'll get, for example, like Kingsland Town to watch them in non-league is like twenty-four quid sometimes, yeah, or an under eighteen is a tenner, and that's just like robbery. So I'm just gonna get in for a tenner. Use these youthful looks while I can. <laughs> I, like I've seen in a few of your videos um, that you have a real um, issue with cash only. Hmm. Yeah, I think it's really backwards. Like even like. Not just in football, in any business. I think in the year 2020, that is the year, um, like having not a, having no car machine is really backwards. Mm. And I don't understand the reason for it, especially as a football club. Like if you've got fans going onto your concourse, the amount of people that go there and there's no way of getting a drink because you haven't got cash on you. I wonder, is there any reason other than tax that people do that? I don't that, know. I was just about to say, I think you, you've hit the nail on the head with that. I think it's, it's you do wonder, I've, we've been to ground, grounds where you don't get a proper match ticket, you get like a raffle ticket. When yeah, yeah. or even you hand over a tenner and they let you in. <laughs> yeah. And, yeah. And you just think this, oh yeah, it, it's, it's clearly a, a way... I'm not going to name any clubs because <laughs> everyone Steve Evans has ever managed, <laughs> other than me, of course. Uh, <laughs> Steve Evans, Graham Wesley. Yeah, it's it's you know one for the tax man, one for the club, isn't it? It's yeah, it, it, yeah, yeah. And and then you wonder why clubs get into financial difficulties when they're being run by people who do that. Yeah, exactly. Um, right, if you could receive any player's match worn jersey, who would it be, and from which match? Oh, That's like probably, a proper question. Probably Raheem Sterling's from next summer when we win the Euros. I'd imagine. <laughs> oh. <laughs> cool. Yeah, yeah. I'm up for that. It'll be it, like, I mean, everything's odd at the minute. 
I'm sort of it will be a bit okay. odd when we go back into grounds. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. I don't know when when is that going to be. I've seen Norwich are planning to have six thousand fans in from October, which just seems carnage. Yeah. I, I think that it's largely the getting in and out is more of an mm. issue than watching the actual game. Because watching the game, you're obviously out in the open and quite a lot of teams have an, enough seats to, to limit the capacity and have some people watching. But it is that, like, think of the concourses and um, just the amount of grubby people touch the turnstiles. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Covid-ridden people. Bournemouth have a system where um, they have sold their season tickets and then they're doing like a raffle and because they're going to be reduced um, seating if you win the raffle you get to go and watch the game but then you're not in next week's raffle and every game that you're not watching live you get a refund automatically that's pretty good that's how their season ticket works sounds like effort though isn't it (laughs) yeah the guy that I know who bought one he bought two tickets and then three hours later Eddie Howe left so, <laughs> um, right. yeah I mean yeah I'd, I'd rather not win the raffle if I was a Bournemouth fan <laughs> <laughs> what I should say at this point is um, that Paul uh, is my brother the the guy on the, the pod with us is he? Um, yeah alright Fraser it's not for you is it? Um, and and we live in Bournemouth uh, but we're not Bournemouth oh, okay. fans obviously we are um long traveling oxford fans um right all of the oxford fans that listen to this are desperately wondering uh what your favorite southampton shirt is i mean oh god key <laughs> um i couldn't actually tell <laughs> right so this is it the thing, red right? white stripy one that is the one that's my favorite one the one that um one of the players wore that yeah time. matt Letizia. that's a player yeah exactly my favorite player yeah 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 um, will you ever watch Oxford again? I think yeah, you've got to. Uh, Favourite Scottish team? <laughs> Just being forced into that decision. Yeah. Yes, you will. Um, I, funny enough, when you you remember that FIFA tournament that was going around that Oxford rented? Uh, yes. There was like I I messaged the club. I was like, I'll play for you. Didn't reply. Oh wow! I was Did like, you no. message them on Twitter? Yeah. Oh, we know the person who runs that account. Oh. Well, <laughs> let's kick off. I, <laughs> no, I definitely will come back to Oxford. I think that game was just so mental. Mm. Like I, I've always gonna have that like kind of connection to to the club. Like I can't not watch. Plus next season, if you're if you're doing well, like oh, I hopefully by the end of the season, fact it'll be normal. I don't really know. I mean, no one knows. I don't know why. You know. <laughs> yeah. It, one day. It's an anomaly, isn't it? Um, yeah. Favorite Scottish team. Oh. Because there's no right answer. If you say it's going to be one of the, it's going to be as you know, Aberdeen. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> I, I manage them on FM, so Aberdeen. Fair enough. Um, brown sauce or ketchup on chips? I, right. So can we? This is something that I want to. I'm glad there's a platform to discuss this on. Go for Why it. Why does anyone have a sauce that's flavour is named after a colour? Why there's no. <laughs> Uh, well, ketchup you say that answer. but the best slush puppy is blue isn't it i know yeah, yeah i know it's technically yeah. blue raspberry but it doesn't taste like raspberry no i do love a slush <laughs> puppy but this is this one about a sauce this does not get sidetracked <laughs> <laughs> like you're on the wrong pod if that's what you want if you want to stay on topic <laughs> I, I, clearly the answer is mayonnaise <laughs> oh mayonnaise is mayonnaise is the devil's 
Oh, it's the devil's sauce. <laughs> wow. I mean, that sounds horrendous anyway. Yeah. <laughs> like, I, I sort of feel that the swear jar needs <laughs> needs filling up from that. Um, I need to clean it out. <laughs> oh. <laughs> uh, welcome to the Tone of the Fence End podcast. Uh, so do I assume you're, you're a ketchup man? Um, yeah, but do you, can, I, can I flip the question to you and ask, do you put ketchup in the fridge? Oh, that is a good question. I, In all honesty, I don't have much ketchup. Um, oh. Yeah, I'm. I'm not. I. I prefer the taste of the food I'm eating <laughs> than having it covered in like sugar. Um, so yeah, that's go for it. Fraser, Simon, Paul, fridge. Um, I. I uh, I'm actually quite similar to you, Liam. I. I. I don't really. Is it, there is a bottle in my fridge, but I don't really eat a lot of it. Cool. Which is only a usual thing for me to say. Decorative. Decorative <laughs> yeah. ketchup, just to add a bit of colour. <laughs> yeah, it's just in there, kind of, really. Yeah. Um, how many bruises did you get after Charlton away? I mean, I should have put a link in in between those two <laughs> questions, but I haven't. Um, so yeah, it, I mean, how battered were you? Um, so it was really weird because obviously there's a congregation of people around me, and some of them I think just wanted to be on the camera, mm-hmm. which was at a point, you know, I was there on my own, so it was kind of a bit like. Guys, can you go away now? Because <laughs> <But laughs> uh, even though that game, Charlton never deserved to be in the lead. Like the whole game was all Oxford, from what I remember anyway. Yeah. And you equalised. I was like, great. And then I think Charlton went ahead again. I can't really. It was all blur. But then when you equalised, I was like, okay, that's that's amazing. Like they'll take a point. Because I think you guys were kind of still a bit apprehensive that season. You might fall into a relegation battle. And everyone around me was like, oh, a point's still a good point. And then the winner happened, and that was just ridiculous. I don't know how I didn't drop the camera. I can't remember what happened there. I think I was just gripping for life. Can I ask? Is it? Are you? Are you just holding a phone or a camera? What is it? Your? Are you just holding that in front of you? Is that? A, yeah. Is it? A, is, it a, is it your phone? No, it's it's a it's a small camera, like a right. compact digital camera. But right, yeah, okay. I, I've always been a bit. Um, cheap and never bought like a tripod i feel like you look a bit it's you already look alien enough when you've got just a camera in front of your face i think when you have it on a tripod too you just bring so much needless attention to yourself yeah not that when you're talking into a camera alone you're not doing that anyway because i I always kind of think when you first did that did people look at you and say what what are you doing oh he's talking to that camera all right i see (laughs) but people i guess are kind of used to it now especially at football like i was the first one to start doing it so football it was really odd but now people i think people like know your face and they're kind of like okay there's some people that make vlogs that aren't great like they they just clearly you i feel like i don't know if you guys watch many vlogs but like a football match you know you'll see ones that are like deliberately screaming down the camera to try and like emphasize what's going on and i think people like that just end up ruining the experience for people that are actually at the game whereas like my videos i try to make it so someone that didn't get to the game gets to experience what happened there I think, so, yeah. speaking personally, I do watch um, a fair few of them if we've won. Um, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right. Other, otherwise, <laughs> I'm avoiding social media at all costs. Um, but it, as soon as you win, I, and that's exactly why I saw your video. In fact, I think Paul um, copied and pasted it into uh, the WhatsApp group we've got. So we all watched it, and it, it was just... It, it was just sharing that feeling and, and um, it's absolutely unreplaceable. And we've seen that in the last few months that 
the feeling at a football game when your team scores is it incredible it's so good yeah. um and and nothing will ever replace that even to the point where i watched um you came to see us against burton and we won 3-1 and for our third goal you can see the ball cross the line uh just on the on the corner of the screen and i fist pumped it was it wasn't like a um a preempted i i think we're going to score now i saw the ball cross the line and i genuinely cheered <laughs> Um, because it's just that that slight feeling that I used to be able to have every week, and now it's been four or five months without it. Yeah, it's even like the little things about football right now that I miss. I miss like the weird being cold, then you get in your car, you put the heaters on, and you're warm again. Like that relief. I miss like getting food that's crap. Sorry, is that that's no that that's not a swear. <laughs> uh, like, that's fine. Yeah. Uh, they say it on The Simpsons, that's all right. Yeah. And then, <laughs> although you you are a, a fourteen-year-old, so we might have to. <laughs> I mean, those are your words yeah. on one of the the away days I watched yesterday because I actually did research, Ellis. You know. <laughs> oh, sorry. Not, not <laughs> no. pointing any fingers, but. Talk about research that I watched that Charlton one back again, and yeah. the hairs on your arm, you know, back of oh. your neck go up. It's uh, yeah. it's like well I was there I remember it I'm watching this yeah. again and and it, I that's we're gonna miss that aren't we at the start yeah. of the season it yeah, you know, yeah. is, but it just makes you realise how important fans are with, with am I right in thinking that we didn't have any strikers they all got injured like five minutes yeah, in Nap- or something Nap- we ended up putting... didn't Napper come on yeah and yeah he to put him up front yeah. yeah and that was and pre then... Robinson because he was in charge of Charlton it was for exactly the post. Was in charge wasn't he for that game yeah. Yeah, and then it was like, that... oh wow, Fazakli's going to get us promoted. This is fine, and then it went a bit squiffy. With that clip in 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 particular, the um, the Ledson winner. Um, the amazing thing is, I mean, I I've, I think I've shown it to like five million people. But when you <laughs> um, it's the when you show it to people who don't really know much, who don't, aren't really interested in football, you just want to show them a, a clear look at this clip here, and they look at it and their faces are amazing. They're just like, what? What what is happening? It's like our oh, goal's just been scored. Like, That's the reaction to a goal. Oh yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, maybe not every goal ever, but particularly when you score late on in a. But do you know, and it's the people behind you where I think one guy runs over a row, someone else yeah. collapses behind. It's just pandemonium. You've got a yeah, guy exactly. stood on the back of the seat that is bent over. Yeah. Yeah. It's amazing. Um, it's weird because yeah, me and my. My, he's, my girlfriend's dad the other day were having a debate because we were watching I don't know if you guys saw the Alf Ramsey whatever it was 1966 mm. documentary yeah. on BBC and yeah. like at full, we just won the World Cup and at full time people are clapping and I was like <laughs> I, I was like people celebrate football differently nowadays he's like are you sure? I was like what do you mean are you sure? like it's what I do every week <laughs> like, yeah. if we won yeah. a World Cup now we would run out of alcohol like the oh, entire God. country would come to a stop well, we won a Did penalty you know, shootout in the World Cup, and that was enough. Yeah, that was that was a crazy night. Well, talk about the Alf Ramsey one. My my dad went to several of the group matches and the, the sort of quarterfinals and stuff. He he could have gone to the set to the to the final, but was best man at his his boss's wedding that day. And oh. he, but even back then, you, you had a World Cup in England, and you could you could get a ticket on the door for the you know for the group yeah. game. So it wasn't sold out, you know. Nowadays, it'd be sold out like four years in advance or whatever, you know. And it, yeah, exactly. Right. It's, it's a very, it was a very different time 
you, you just look back and everyone's wearing, you know, shirts and ties. There, it was, yeah, it's a diff, it, very much a different era. But yeah. Although Ellis would get there and say, cash? No. <laughs> get out. Do you accept Bitcoin? <laughs> um, right. Uh, another question. Uh, well, sort of, it's the last two, but one of them is uh, favourite play you watched growing up, which I think you sort of answered in Podolsky. Yeah, that was that's kind of a niche one, though. Like, the obvious answer is Messi, because obviously he's the best player to ever play. But then that's kind of a bit... You know, I'm at different ages here, but in my opinion, Messi's the best player to ever play football. So, but that's obvious, isn't it? So we'll just say Podolsky because it's more fun. Fair enough. <laughs> um, and the, the last question comes from, I'm guessing, a Sheffield Wednesday fan because his name is Jeff <laughs> SWFC. And it's how oh. TF, so uh, yeah, I won't read that because of the pound jar. Did he pull? Um, and then uh, I'm guessing Jody is your, your girlfriend's name. Well researched. Yeah. Um, well, it, yeah. It, I mean, I put it together from context, if I'm completely honest. <laughs> yeah. um, but I don't know how to, how you'd answer that. So I'm guessing he means, how did you lovely people meet? Um, she messaged me because obviously I'm such a stud. Um, <laughs> she messaged me. I forget what it is even about. I think she was like pretending she wanted to start a YouTube channel and ask for advice. And then she wouldn't stop messaging me. So I was like, okay, I guess we'll go on a date. And that was about it. <laughs> So, yeah, you, you played hard to get for a bit. No, not really. It was kind of like, <laughs> I was kind of like, yeah, let's do it. And then um, not in that way. I meant no, the no, day. very full. <laughs> <laughs> and that night. You know, and then, what, yeah, cash? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, right, anyway, um, so... Let's let's go out to the floor. So those are the ones from Twitter. Um, any questions from Paul Fraser or Simon? Um, yeah, I was just going to ask. I really, you probably get asked this all the time. How did you first think? Do you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to go and film myself at away days. What? How did that come about? I, I'm going to guess he was fed up of travelling to Leeds every week. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the, that's the, that was part of the factor is because. I didn't realise, like, when I was younger, like, getting to Leeds is, like, ridiculously expensive from Norfolk. So I, and I, I also wanted to be, I still kind of do, I don't really think um, I'm good enough for it, but I wanted to be a children's TV presenter. Not, but I wanted to be a TV presenter now, but not a children's one. But um, there's too much bad press around that now. <laughs> <laughs> well, they're all in prison now, so there's a definitely, yeah. a, you know, a gap in the market. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> But I, I did want to be a children's TV presenter, so I thought I'd start a YouTube channel because it's like a CV for presenting, isn't it? Like you show yourself yeah. getting better, you get more developed on camera. Mm-hmm. And I was like, well, football's my favourite thing. We're already going to random football matches anyway. Um, so let's just put two and two together. But then it just kind of spiralled from there. Like I didn't expect it to grow. I just, I literally just wanted it as like a CV piece. But if you, even like the Oxford Sharpen video, like, it's amazing like how much the content's changed since then. Like I was actually going to edit that video down and upload it in like the new style because like back then, even I've gone off on a tangent, sorry. But like in that video, I was so, I was much worse on camera than I am now. And I also like the content wasn't like, before the game's fine, but before then it was kind of boring. I, I must say, I do love that it, it, that one finishes in a train toilet, doesn't it? Yeah. I, yeah, I don't exactly. think there's much more football away day than that. Yeah. Uh, yeah, exactly. Um, 
One of my favourite memories from a Oxford game is actually, sorry, I remember on the way to, I think it was when you played Sunderland, I remember the, what was the chant you have, if you're on the wing for Oxford, it doesn't matter if you're brown or white. Yeah, the Michael Jackson tune. Yeah, exactly, that was, that was one of my favourite memories from a train. Um, yeah, it's just, to answer you your also, question, anyway. I believe <laughs> yeah. you also saw a Chris Maguire free kick for Oxford against Bradford, didn't you? Yeah, I did. Oh, that last yeah. minute, and we were in the Bradford end. Yeah. Classic. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I remember when um, I remember that that was a weird day. Me and my that was when I used to gamble. So I remember we were that bored. We were just sat on Sky Bet, um, spinning a slot machine. So thank God I'm out of that phase. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, that that was a weird, interesting one. Definitely, if I was in the Oxford end that day. I wonder if the limbs would have equaled... Limbs is a horrible word. The scenes would have equaled the um, of Charlton. Do you I know, really don't really know. One of the ones that was fairly similar uh, was actually for a loss, and it was Middlesbrough in the FA Cup. Um, and oh, we were yeah. 2-0 down uh, on, like, the 60th minute, and by the 62nd minute, it was 2-all. And the, that oh, two yeah, minutes yeah, yeah, yeah. was just like, oh, my <laughs> word. Like, it, I, no one ended up in their row. Right. Everyone was at least five rows forward. Um, and it was just like the second, I think Lundstrom uh, back heels it. The second that happened, leading up to the second, everyone knew we were about to score. Mm-hmm. It was it was just one of those things that was uh, insane. Uh, I think you said you said it about a Ricky Holmes free kick about it's, he's going to score, he's going to score. He has scored and then it obviously hits the net. <laughs> Uh, and it, it, there is this, like, sometimes you just know exactly what's going to happen. And unfortunately, usually it's when you're about to concede. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and it's all in slow motion. But when you're about to score, it's amazing. What? But, um, are Ricky Holmes, has, has he retired? Um, well, he left us because he had a few injuries. And uh, there was this, like, oh, I wonder if he'll come back on loan to us. And next thing we knew, he was out on loan at Gillingham. I don't know where he's gone from there. He didn't play at Gillingham. No, he. It, we said we'll we'll get him back. We we didn't. The club said they'd get him back if it, they thought he would play before uh, the end of the season. Gillingham took that punt, and obviously he didn't. Um, he didn't play at all. So I God, I thought not, for their not sake. Not played anywhere since then. Just a very quick Wikipedia search. He's not played anywhere. He went to Gillingham, but didn't play, and he hasn't played since. That's a shame because he was. Yeah. I thought he was great at League One level. Yeah. yeah. Uh, real, real touch of class. Mm. Um, Simon, Paul, do you have any questions? Well, as one of the questions that was sort of uh, asked as an Oxford fan, should I know who he is? And we talked about it. Obviously, doing a YouTube channel. You know, for a slightly more mature um, age group, it's not something that we're that familiar with. Because, but I'm not going to do that. Oh well, it, you know, it's beyond me. Because it's a bit like you, know, you kind of go back years ago. There was radio, and then the television came in, and it's all oh, that won't catch on. But obviously, you know, people are watching things in a completely different way. And I think for a lot of people, YouTubers they are coming sort of more into the consciousness on sort of celebrity TV programs, like you know, I'm a Celebrity and Strictly, and people like that. Is that you know, can you make a, a career from it? I guess you can, because some people have, haven't they? You know, it is something that can. You can you can get into more mainstream TV through it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, YouTube is like on YouTube you can make a career out of your passion. Basically, obviously there's a lot of factors there, and it's not as simple and clean cut as that. But there's people on YouTube who's like their living is them talking about 
bikes or cars. Mm. Um, even for me, it's getting to the point now where the channel is growing so much that like I'm juggling a full-time job, I'm juggling YouTube, and from that I have a shirt, business where I sell shirts. So basically I'm getting no free time. So it's coming to this point where I'm always at a crossroads um, where I need to make a decision on what I actually want to do. If I, if I take the plunge and leave full-time work and focus on that. But it's, the thing with it is it's so, because I've always wanted to use it as a platform. I've never wanted it to be the platform I work on because there's just no security to it. I just feel like there's a lot of, there is, you can make a job out of it basically. Like even I, I never went to university and I now work in social media management and stuff because of the YouTube channel. That's where I stumbled into the career. So there is definitely scope to do that. And I've had like interviews with like the, like with large media companies for like presenting roles and stuff. I never got them, but uh, I, I feel like I can say this, you know, the, during, did, you ever, did you watch the Premier League football during lockdown? Yes. Yeah. 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 And you know, if you press the red button on BBC, you got put to like this match of the day extra thing. Uh, yeah, I never yeah. did it, but I knew that that facility was there. Yeah, well, basically that would have been, that was the role I interviewed for. And I got, to be fair to me, I got to the last 10 out of like a thousand. But then I got there and I realised oh, I'm sat at my desk. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, um, I, I yeah. guess this last four months has been really difficult for you as well in terms of what the what the channel is, um, mm. and and still having to make content without being at the game. Mm. Yeah, exactly. If you don't make content on YouTube for like a two week period, then you've just killed yourself <laughs> like on the platform in that sense. Like you have to upload, even if it feels like you're just talking rubbish yeah which is is, that's what we do with the pod (laughs) well i was going to say it's a great you know years you go back years you know if if you didn't have a radio contract or a tv you know contract you couldn't get your your voice heard but you know things like podcasts and youtube channels are allowing people you know to 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 get stuff out there without you don't have to you know know someone in the industry you can you can do your own thing and it's a i think it's a great sort of way of you know people will watch enjoyable things if, if you're no good they're not going to watch and it yeah, exactly. there's a real merit you know it's a real meritocracy if it, it might not necessarily interest everybody but then that's that's great because there there will be something on youtube that somebody's doing that will interest you like like the away days stuff yeah you know that that's going to really interest football fans you know it's, it's like everybody has hobbies and oh, can't imagine why would you go up and down the country watching your football team why because i love it you know why do you do something else and it's i think it's it's great that there's there's that opportunity there out there for people to to you know indulge their passion and and put it out there for people to watch and i think you said yeah, earlier exactly. about your um favorite memory being on that train on the way to sunderland i think people forget that you don't just go to the football to watch the football it's the journey there it is bumping into your mates and all of that stuff um is just gold even if it's uh, one of my favorites was we played Notts county a few years ago um away on the first or second of january (laughs) but we stopped at a service station just outside leicester and there were oxford fans and leicester fans and bournemouth fans and bristol city fans and everyone just had a chat with everyone about how their season was and all of that and sat there in KFC, just like <laughs> all, all talking about the, the game today and what you expect. And it was brilliant. Yeah. Good. That's, that's the thing. People don't understand that football isn't just the map. Well, that's such a cliche thing. It's not just, it isn't the 90 minutes. It's all before it. 
it's after it like your mood it does completely affect your mood as well like i know for a fact if leeds lose it does affect my mood like i remember when we lost to derby in the playoffs last year i was just in such a foul mood i was like oh they've done it again um but like and i i, I don't want to ask I, I guess i'll ask how did you guys take the playoff final to be? I, I think it was a mixture i um i was in a foul mood for two weeks and then, but mm. I needed to be. I knew that I needed to wallow, so I accepted that. Um, uh, Paul, you didn't really mind, did you? Weirdly. No, I wasn't. I, I don't know. It was just there were so many things going on elsewhere. It was like football was nice, but then if we go up, will we be able to see it? I mean, I'm. I wish we had gone up now. The salary cap's gone. It come in, but um. But we'll do it next year. It'll be fun. Yeah, say we. There, there is a element. I think it's going to make us stronger because I do think there is a like we need to do it because of last season galvanizing amongst the yeah. players. Yeah, yeah, and I think that that's something you can't buy. Yeah. Um. Um. So I'm looking forward to next season. Um. It would have been nice to be in the championship, but then, in the same way that like when we went down to the conference and so on, there was a romance of that. Going up to the championship would have been nice and seeing new teams and whatever, but then you would have missed a few things, you know, like the Derby, for example, or, you know, you know that you're going to have a decent season in League One, whereas in the championship, are you going to? And, you know, I suppose you probably feel the same way a bit, Ellis, about going up. You've got to look yeah. forward to it, but then you'll miss a few things as well in a strange way. Yeah, I think like. People talk about, the way I see the Premier League is people talk about like the MLS, you have to buy into it. And I feel like the Premier League's the same. Like this is why the championship is the best league in the world because any team can do well at the championship. And it's very cliche, but it's the truth. Mm. Whereas like, if you look even last season, like Cardiff scraping into the playoffs. Um, yeah, they were in the playoffs. Um, like obviously Fulham went up in the end with the biggest budget, but like there's like, there is promotion opportunities for everyone. And like teams get dragged into relegation battles. Like, start of the season you wouldn't have thought Hull would uh, go down like anyone in that league can do well and it means getting out of it is like the biggest thing ever because you're fighting to be in the best league ever but when you get to there if you don't have millions to spend or even if you do if you look at Fulham they went down but if you get to there you then are just another team whereas in the championship if you're Leeds United you are everyone wants to beat you everyone wants to play Leeds United everyone wants to play Aston Villa Everyone likes playing Nottingham Forest, these big teams in the championship. But once you're in the Prem, I don't think you're just another team. Like it's why Norwich always yo-yo because they don't have the investment and they won't put the investment in to stay in the league. Because I would much rather be a team in the championship playoffs every season and losing than like a Brighton because it's just boring to me. Like I, I don't. Mate, who's a big West Brom fan, and he said pretty much the same thing. He's he's really enjoyed the championship seasons far more yeah. than the Premier League seasons because. They're, you know, things are on the up, uh, positive. You're seeing good football, you're winning games, you know. Whereas in the in the Premier League, it's a battle for survival, and you're just trying not to lose. And it's, yeah, it's it's not the, the enjoyment isn't there. Yeah, it's almost like I I put this opinion out there about Ferry as well. Like obviously, it's a massive shame that Ferry is down, and obviously, what's happened to their club is just complete. Like it's soul crushing. If it happens to your club, like I can't, you can't even fathom it. But in this Phoenix club, they're going to be incredibly united. They're going to see teams they would never have imagined they'd see. Mm. They're going to they're going to see their team rise through every single level. And if anything, it will mean more to them. 
Like, because if you imagine all the Wimbledon fans that stuck with them and didn't start supporting a team in Milton Keynes, they like they have now they've seen it all and they're back at the same level they would have been anyway. So if anything, you get you do get to see some, like different levels of football. Like, I imagine when you guys win the conference, like you have like memories from there that you won't you won't forget. Yeah, I mean, yeah. some some good, some bad. <laughs> um, like <laughs> yeah. going and and it, like just everyone parking the bus for 90 minutes was the the main thing and and mm. you know managing to snatch a win in the last couple of minutes um which was pretty gutting but then you know playoff final although was one of the it, best <clears throat> times being a fan i think one of the best moments in the conference was delivered at Forest Green Rovers away. Well, we talked about this on this podcast a lot, but we can always bring it up again. Um, yeah. Where all the power went out during the game, and the, an announcer came on. He was a, a Forest Green man, clearly, and uh, he's making an announcement. And the Oxford fans just kind of start singing. I don't know what they were singing. I think you were there, Simon, weren't you? No, I wasn't at was that it? game. No. Right. But, well, they start yeah. singing something along the lines of how Tim Pot this is. And the announcer just starts arguing with him over the tannoy and just saying things along the lines of, "If you're gonna, if you're gonna shout, you won't hear me, will you?" <laughs> <laughs> and listen. <laughs> yeah, yeah, things like that are incredible, and um, yeah, and, and I think just being at Hayes and Yedding and and being at Woking and stuff like that, things that growing up and and watching in the '90s when you're playing Nottingham Forest and Sheffield Wednesday and stuff like that. You never think, oh, we're going to be playing Salisbury away at some point. Um, so it's a bit of a, um, it, it puts you straight down to earth. But I'm, yeah, I'm sort of pleased we have experienced it. But you never want to go back to it. Absolutely not. <laughs> Absolutely no. not. And that's another reason when you, yeah, we lost in the um, playoff final, but we're still in League One. Mm. Yeah. You know, yeah. Compared to where we were. <laughs> yeah. We're doing. Like, pretty well <laughs> just imagine 10 years ago going into that playoff final going oh by the way in 10 years time you'll be in the league one playoff final it like yeah you snap an arm off yeah. um and also you might look back at the end of this season when you actually get to see oxford get promoted you'll value that much more than watching it for a screen yeah and we won't have an asterisk at the end of it yeah exactly unlike certain teams yeah uh, my <laughs> i Right, again, everyone listening to this will know this, but um, just for Ellis, my father-in-law is a Wickham season ticket holder. Oh, yeah, I know. When I was doing my research, I know. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Good work. Um, uh, Right, okay, so moving slightly away from football, we have been asking um, any any guests the same question. So, firstly, what is your favourite biscuit? Oh... Oh, I'm really excited about that. Um, <laughs> a chocolate digestive, maybe. But then, even then, I I won't eat a biscuit unless it's going in a tea. Can I? I I'm gonna throw out a, a, a curveball here and say a hobus biscuit. Oh. So like a oh. digestive, but it looks like a slice of bread. So there is something. And you put cheese on. <laughs> yeah, they're in the cheese. Yeah. They're in yeah. the cheese box selection. I like that. Like I mean, don't put yeah. cheese on it if you're gonna dunk it in tea. That's mental. Well, no. That's very true. I'm not quite That's that wrong. That's frowned upon. <laughs> yeah. Um, right, okay. Uh, right, so fry up. Instead of asking for your full fry up, just, you know, you're either Team Fraser or Team... Like, Rest of the world. Yeah, not, not Fraser. <laughs> um, beans or no beans on a fry up? Um, beans. Okay. And and you're happy for them to be anywhere, are you? Uh, well, see, a fry up, you need to put a bit of ketchup on there. 
And it, it stresses me out when I see people where the ketchup slightly goes into the beans. That's kind of a bit. But I think like beans on a hash brown, you know, beans on a bit of an egg. That's that's like a, a nice little bit of moisture. OK, so you're even happy for yolk to meat bean juice <laughs> <laughs> you, you described that in such an appetizer <laughs> uh, i would say i am happy for yolkton but only momentarily i'll quickly swoop in there before it can cause any damage fair enough um right okay and uh do you have any like sort of pet hates but things that really shouldn't annoy you that really do annoy you so fraser go with your example because it's right so yeah, so it's a bit a bit weird, but basically it's it's things that annoy you in life, but you know there is you have no right to get annoyed at that thing. So my example is for me, I absolutely hate two things. One is when my shoelaces are untied and someone tells me. It just winds me up because <laughs> I one, I've never tripped over shoelaces, and two, I know. And they're not as tied a lot, by the way, just when they are. And the other thing is, say if I'm coughing a lot and someone repeatedly asks me, are you okay? Are you okay? Or do you want okay? some water? Yes. <laughs> yeah. 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 I'm fine. I, you will know if I'm dying. Okay. And I'm not yeah. doing that. So I will alert you to that. But uh, anyway, but I also know there is the shoelace thing. They're simply trying to save me from breaking my neck and the cough thing. It's a caring thing. Why would you get annoyed at that? But I can't help it. They just annoy me. Uh, I, I have a similar <laughs> thing that I, I hadn't really realized, but you know, when you've got that, that stuff in the corner of your eye, when you just wake up, when someone, sleep. well, mm. people call it sleep, people call it sleepy dust, but <laughs> it's actually called REAM, I think, R-H-E-U-M, I think it's spelled. Oh. And I looked it up oh. just because I don't like it. So I, I tend to go, you've got some gunk in your eye. <laughs> it's it's yeah. just, you know, everyone knows what it is. Anyway, I don't like people pointing that out to me, but I don't like having it. So I'd like to know that it's yeah. there. But if someone points it out, it's like, right, well, you weren't listening to me then. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Oh, so you think I look stupid? Thanks very much. Thanks for bringing that up. Yeah. Um. So, <laughs> any, anything along those lines? Um. Well, I don't really know. It's hard. I think the thing that annoys me most in life is you know when you get something out the freezer, mm-hmm. and sometimes the ice on the side of the, I don't know. It's more of like one of them box freezers, not like not like a fridge freezer, but a freezer where the ice is like built up on the side of it a bit, and you yeah. scrape past it with a box. I hate that noise, that, <laughs> if that's what you're about to say. That feeling, in general, is just disgusting. The brown yeah. sauce thing is quite a nitpick as well. Does it uh, bother you hate... when people call ketchup red sauce? It, yes. it bothers me, but I don't get why they would choose to say it wrong. Yeah. It's not much harder to say ketchup. No, but I also... Um, the thing, I, it annoys me in life when people try to hate popular things because it makes them seem cool. That's kind of annoying. I'm just ranting now. No, Not really. That's fine. Niche. That's fine. Uh, a good thing to do if someone ever you talking about like not liking things because everyone else likes them and stuff. If anyone ever names a band to you that you haven't heard of, all you need yeah. to say is, yeah, yeah, I like some of their old stuff, but their their newer stuff is a bit sort of mainstream. Absolutely yeah. works for everyone. <laughs> who, can I ask who your favourite bands are? I, I, I don't know why I'm asking the question now. I've taken over. No, that's absolutely fine. <laughs> um, who wants to start with this? Oh. It depends, it depends what fate. mood I'm in. It really does. It it, it could be any... I, the first band I really got into when I was kind of younger was I got into Level 42. I was a big fan of them. But equally, as I've got older, I've got into sort of stuff 
you know that I didn't I wasn't listening to I was going you know Radiohead I've got into now later on so yeah any, anything it depends on depends on the mood yeah uh, Paul like, uh, if I had to pick one probably Queen very nice yeah safe choice there um, like their early stuff the latest stuff Fraser <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, I think mine is yours Mine is probably exactly Liam's example that he said, uh, Oasis. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, uh, see, mine's probably Queen, but just to be different, I'll say ACDC. Um, they're a band I never think of, but whenever one of their songs come on, I'm like, ah, oh, this is classic. This is brilliant. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. I like Hell's Bells. Fair enough. That's ACD. Is that ACDC? It is. Yeah. Uh, see, there we go. <laughs> yeah. Good uh, research. Back in Black. Um, yeah, it, so many of their songs. Whenever they come on, you're like, "Oh, this is brilliant! This is uh, this is an absolute banger." Um, yeah, yeah. So that's that's good. Uh, whilst you're on the podcast, is there anyone you want to give a we, shout we, out I, to? We haven't asked. Was that? All oh, right. Yeah, 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 yeah. Good point. Good point. <laughs> Let's take back control. <laughs> Sounds a, sound a bit Brexit, doesn't it? Um, Ellis, who's your favourite band? Uh, mine are also Oasis. Uh, I know. Is that because it, it sounds like away, sis? <laughs> Oasis, yes. Yeah. Yeah. That's, I, I base my entire listening library off of words that kind of sound close to away. Yeah. So, yeah. The home and away, away theme DC. Tune. That sounds yeah. like it could be one of those tribute bands, couldn't it? Oasis. Oasis. Yeah. yeah. Got, yeah. Haven't they got no Oasis? They have. Yeah. Definitely might be. Definitely might be. Is amazing. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Warren. Water in the desert. That's a good one. Oh, it's, uh, it's just ridiculous. I went to see I went to see Liam Gallagher in Birmingham like last November, and the amount of men that still have the like the exact same haircut <laughs> and the exact same clothing. And the war. Yeah, I was stood next to this man. Like every time a song came on, before Liam started singing it, he'd start singing it to prove that he knew the words before everyone else. <laughs> and like, he would like shout, he was like shouting, oh Liam, I love you. And like, he can't hear you. There's 15,000 people here. What are you doing? Do you know, a fairly similar experience, but like very scaled down. I went to see a band down in Bournemouth and there were yeah. like proper super fans, right? I'm not going to ask you to guess who it was because it will take forever. It was the Proclaimers. But, oh, yes. I mean, what a gig. Yeah. Um, everyone knew all the words there? to all the songs except me and my wife yeah. who were just like, well, we know two of them. Um, <laughs> the but, Proclaimers are genuinely amazing. No one knows yeah. this, but they are. Yeah, and seem really nice. Um, they are. They've got such a great back catalogue of music if you go and look it up. But the <laughs> the people that were singing every word to this one particular thing that i i sort of had an issue with was the warm-up guy the warm-up guy came on and there were people sat behind us who knew everything about him and as oh, soon yes, as he, he went got, yeah oh this next song i wrote when i was in ireland they went asked oh, it's the one on the reef and he then introduced <laughs> it as like oh it's it's all about this time when i was I sat on a reef and you're like oh, oh. what is happening <laughs> <laughs> this is a, a warm up to the proclaimers, but it was a great gig. If you get the chance to go and see them, genuinely, it yeah. was really good. I, we saw them at Tarazi Festival yeah. about this time last year, and you're right, they're they're one of those bands that just nail everything brilliantly. You know, they they yeah. they sound exactly like they do on the albums, and everybody, you're right, everybody knows the songs, and they're they're kind of good upbeat sing along songs. Yeah, yeah, they are. Yeah. Yeah, I kind of, uh, just to give a similar experience to your similar experience, 
At that same Liam Gallagher concert, so their, his support act was DMAs, who are a very good oh, band. Their cover of Believe is insane. Everything they do is so... I don't get how they aren't mainstream. Like, I know I'm so Indian, I know all the other times. <laughs> but, um, like, they... I don't get it. Like, every one of their songs is great. But there was a warm-up to them. What? Who, no one... There was no way anyone would have heard of them. Did you but go to a festival? Into it. No, it was just a Liam Gallagher Right, because it just sounds like, yeah, next on tonight, or the Royal Variety performance. You've just gone to see, <laughs> yeah. like, a, a concert. Or and then Liam Gallagher was the warm-up to Noel Gallagher. It was great. <laughs> satire, satire. Yeah. Um, you know, I was just going to ask, you know that, that conversation that you always have with other football fans where... Uh, segregation comes up in stands and people yeah. go, well, wouldn't it be nice if we could all sit together? Um, <laughs> I, I personally genuinely don't agree with that. I actually quite like that we're separated. And given that what you do is all based around being in an away end with away fans, do you take a view on that on that uh, debate? Or do you would you would it kind um, of... I think Sorry, if you put on. fans together, they're going to be fights. Like that's That's inevitable. And also, I think the reason you get hostility and you get chants and you get reactions is because of the segregation. Like, I think it's a good thing. It builds atmosphere. It builds a bit of tension. Yeah, yeah. Which is exactly it's like it. a them against us kind of thing. Yeah. I would like and to... When you're an away fan, you do feel like you're in this little pen and you're there to just try and nick a win and make everyone else there unhappy. Yeah. But if you put them together, it's going to... It does kind of, like, mellow out a bit. I would like to put an asterisk over all of this and say we are solely saying segregation is good at football grounds between home oh, and sorry, away yeah, fans. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, in the time of Black Lives Matter. Sorry, that let's not clear. Be, yeah. let's, let's not give it. I think segregation is a good I, thing. I, was gonna say, I need to be careful how I edit this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Keep, the, keep the context in. So Ellis, on segregation, great. <laughs> um, whilst we're sort of back on on the football stuff, um, before we finish off, who is the worst EFL referee? Oh, Simon Hooper. Wow. And do you know what? I just expected Trevor Kettle. <laughs> to be honest, I I don't know. We did notice quite a few years ago, but. Most EFL referees do not have hair. Yeah. <laughs> Good point. Thanks what for thanks for answering the question. <laughs> um, no, there are quite a few. There are there quite are, a few yeah. bold ones, yeah, aren't there? There are. Yeah. I've, by the way, I said there are quite a few twice because of how I pitched. I went <laughs> during the first time. So Simon, if you want to, <laughs> if you want to have a play around with that, go for it. <laughs> <laughs> um, right. Before we do go, Ellis, uh, do you want to give yeah. a shout out to anyone? Um, I was going to say hi, Tim. Yeah, there we go. Hey, Tim will love that. Um, there, there we go. Yeah, uh, that's my main shout out. <laughs> Obviously. Um, <laughs> shout out to any any viewers listening to to the video to the podcast. Oh, I see so trained video. Yeah, yeah. Uh, listening to the podcast. You know, thank you, thank you for listening this far. <laughs> Is this the first pod you've been on? Uh, I've been on. I was I was on a non-league one with a YouTuber called DJAM before. Um, but yeah, I always I always get asked to go on podcasts, but I always I feel like I always say no for whatever reason. But you know, um, so this is a, a huge exclusive. I'm sure this is a scoop and a half. <laughs> yeah, I mean either either that or you've just made that up to make us feel better. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is this. Now this is my first ever podcast. <laughs> Excellent. Um, league one, the, your first ever league podcast. Let's, yeah, yeah. Let's do that. So. Um, if you are at any Oxford games, do give us a shout. 
uh, and I'm sure we can meet up and grab a beer, providing it is safe to do so. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, and yeah, just bring ID. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and and cash just in case. It depends where we are. Um, yeah. yeah, yeah. The Blackbird on oh, Blackbird Leaves, which is the big home home pub, they don't take cash. Oh, sorry, don't take credit cards or checks or anything. That's oh, you're right, they don't. Uh, well, I wonder why so that is. He's paying with checks now. <laughs> <laughs> although if i know anything from watching your youtube videos it's that you're never at the game early well this this is the problem um we we do cut it i cut it quite fine but if anything that has the excitement <laughs> no we do need to get much better at that hopefully we can we can sort out something to yeah. make that not happen yeah well, yeah it depends where you're heading from norwich presumably yeah, exactly. Yeah, so I don't think any of us live anywhere near that. Leon, didn't you once walk into a stadium, I think it was against Wimbledon, go in, see the final whistle, cheer the win and then leave? Yeah, we, we hadn't won for like eight games or something like that and I knew we were going to win and it was like, I think it was quite a comfortable win but I ran up to the stadium on the phone to Paul going, right, I'm at the fire exit now. So he came down to let me in in the meantime, yeah. someone else had opened the door because they left early. Never leave early from a football match. Ridiculous. Anyway, so I ran up and watched it and Paul missed it, unfortunately. <laughs> but just ran in. They full blew full time. I cheered <laughs> and then left again. <laughs> but I'm so pleased I did it. Yeah, it sounds, I think you smashed it. Uh, the, the worst one I had along those lines was against Luton. And we, we won 2-0 that day, but both goals were in the first like 15 minutes. Um, I blew a tyre on the way to the game. We arrived. It was 2-0. Uh, we arrived oh. after like 17 oh. minutes and the rest of the game was fairly dull. But Apart from the sending off. Oh yeah, there was a sending off. The goal was a screamer as well. Sorry, Liam. I've seen the highlights <laughs> since. <laughs> yeah, 30, 11 years the ago. penalty yeah. as well. Oh yeah. yeah, that's a cracker, yeah. Right, okay. Well, let's, let's end this now. It's been absolutely lovely having you on, um, Ellis. Uh, so yep, thanks for that. Uh, no worries at all. And if you get any extra watch watches from being on here, I'll be shocked for one thing. Um, but also, um, like, hopefully it will be good for you. I'm, I know we've got loads of extra follows on Twitter just for having you on. So thanks very much for that. Um, yeah, no worries at all. Awesome. And anyone who thanks has listened, having. whether or not you enjoyed it, uh, like, review, subscribe. All of that stuff we've been told to start saying because uh, it's, <laughs> it's good for hits and that. Um, and I can sort of see it from the end of your videos, Ellis, when you're like, uh, right, I've got to say all this stuff. Here it is. Yeah, it's very, it does feel a bit forced after a while. And some videos you forget. So, for example, I didn't set a like target in the video that went up yesterday. And because of that, no one was liking, which then means no one's watching it because YouTube does this weird thing where it pushes out stuff that gets more likes and stuff. Oh, okay. So, if you forget to do the little things, then yeah, it, it, it does help if you if you ask people. So you just need to say it supports us. Support us, please. It's free. Excellent. Yes, um, it's important to us. Support us. It's free. Um, if you've liked this, <laughs> like the tweet, subscribe on the um, the podcast app or however you're listening um, and retweet. Let's get the word out and let's get 500 <laughs> likes. I don't know. Yeah, how like. I mean, go. I've plucked that out the air. But yeah. <laughs> we'll see how many we get. And when we get 14, next time I'll ask for 15. Um, yeah. 
Cool. Well, um, thanks very much, Ellis, and thanks to everyone for listening. Um, goodbye. Bye. Yeah, bye. <laughs>